to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. Right. <laughs> Brett, how are yeah. you, my friend? Oh, you guys. It's so good to be here with you guys, as always. I'm great, man. I mean, um, well, I'm, okay, I'm laughing through all of the pain much like everybody in Seattle because of our Mariners, right? Mm -hmm. And the baseball team and, and the hockey team has started and they're not off to a great start either. Um, But I'm, I'm smiling because of course our Seahawks, they really found something against the Cardinals, didn't they? Yeah. Who would have, who would have thought that Geno Smith would be rescuing Seattle sports at the minute? I mean, (laughs) it's some storyline, isn't it? Um, Geno Fox. Is that Gino Fox? The conflict <laughs> king is, is, is doing the business. Um, he does, man. I mean, li- listen, Lofa said that on our podcast last year when Gino took over for Russ. Uh, Lofa was in a bar um, talking with some Seahawks fans or something, and and they were talking about how Russ went down and how Gino was coming in, and, and this random Seahawks fan who I guess is a fan of the show Silicon Valley because that's where this comes from, uh, the fan was like, hey, man, Gino fucks and Lofa, like, you know, he had like tequila probably come through his nose. He started laughing so hard and he loved it. And he told us the story on our podcast. And so we just thought it was funny. But then this season, I mean, you guys, Gino F's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else can you say? He's he's the MVP of the team. Uh, undoubtedly, he's had the best season altogether of any individual player, just his his individual numbers and everything. The wins, losses, of course, you know, we'd like to see more wins, but his numbers, I mean, he's he's a revelation. He's he's the comeback story of the year. He's the comeback player of the year. He should be getting MVP conversation if they can, uh, you know, get the wins, loss column figured out. I mean, you guys oh, across the pond have to be as ecstatic as we are about Gino. Oh, I, I, it's begrudgingly, just like <laughs> what? Begrudgingly. No one expected it. Well, we 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 ch- we spoke about this last season or in the off season, and it was all you know hype for Drew Locke with the, the the big upside and and what he could bring to the team. And Gino, like I said, he's come in. And Gino Fox, he the man gives no Fox, and he has come in, and he is just I, I I'm I'm so impressed. I, We're selling I, a T-shirt. I this, Our podcast oh. is selling. 
t-shirt that says Gino F's right on it, and I'm gonna hook you guys up. I gotta send you guys some t-shirts. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's it doesn't well, fully, yeah, we we got Gino in this pose where he's got his arms up, so he's kind of making the U in the F word there. It's great. I'll send it to you guys. It's <laughs> people can buy it, but for you guys, it's free. Nice. Oh, thank oh, you, man. Thank oh, you very geez, much, how how long can he keep this up for? Do you think he's going to keep this up all season, or are we going to come out of Dreamland at some point? Lofa said on our show this week that if Gene if Gino keeps this up, which why what evidence do we have that he's going to slow down? So my answer is it's never going to end. Um, but I'm the eternal optimist. But Lofa said if it doesn't end, and and like I said, why should it? If if Gino could be our starter for the next two seasons after this so three total four i mean if he keeps playing like this he could be he could run for president if he wants in Seahawkland, you know right like there should be no end on it if he keeps playing like this but if he can be this like veteran quarterback for the next few years five years whatever we can draft a guy we can we can we can all take a deep breath on who we draft and draft who we want to draft and maybe have him come in and sit behind gino who's project that would be come on you guys that would be a dream come true and for what we got for us i mean it's looking out like right now it's looking like we got the deal of the century in that trade oh, yeah, isn't it definitely yeah, big yeah. Time. I mean, we, we spoke about this um on our, our group chat i think it was and it was all about everyone was gung-ho saying let's go for a qb i really want a qb in this draft but if Gino can keep at this standard for the next couple of years, then we could use our picks either trading back or drafting a QB in the middle of the first round, wherever our pick is, without having to trade up. You could get someone like Anthony Richardson or James has got some other ideas on more QBs he's looked. I've not done a full scouting report on mine yet. And they can sit behind Gino for one or two years. And then yep. when, when it's Gino's time to go, the transition should be easy. And then that's always ready-made to continue. And then we can actually backfill these other positions of need that we need. Well, and also, if the Broncos keep losing, uh, those picks are getting higher and higher and higher. And we Number one pick, use- baby! Dude, we, we, well, maybe we don't use that pick. Maybe we use our first-round pick from next season. But we can be buyers right now during this season to acquire a big piece to come in. You know, Lofa was talking about Roquan Smith, who's apparently not happy. That would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um and any, any depth on defense, especially anyone who's going to get after a quarterback. And can I mean, can you guys imagine you go from trading away Russell Wilson, Geno's coming in, a lot of people don't have the most confidence, and then you turn around a few short weeks later and you might be adding a piece at the trade deadline because you're making a run towards the playoffs. This is a dream come true. So, Brett, I've got one to put towards you from James because yeah. it pissed me and Josh off. Okay. Because <laughs> in his deluded little world, he thinks. No, I don't think that. No, he thinks that trading for CMC is a no. good idea. No, is that offensive to Ken or what? Why? I, I don't oh, get why. About it. I, I gotta get more. James, you want to defend yourself before I weigh in yeah, on this? I'll defend myself. That is not what I said, Pez. I said. Pete Carroll and John Schneider, what do they always say about every single player that is trade-listed ever, that they're in on everything? If Christian yeah. McCaffrey is on the trade block, there is no way, in my opinion, that Pete Carroll and John Schneider aren't at least picking up the phone and saying how much would, would it take for Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying we will, not saying it's a good idea, but they'll be in on it. Okay, I, I think... 
but I now, the hold on, this is some, oh, wait, hold, I, sorry, 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 I'm talking yeah. over. <laughs> oh, no, go, 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 man. James, that was the most, I mean, you should run for office here in America, man. Like, It's, it's going to be me. It's going to be me, Tanya West, and Geno Smith running for president. Take him or not. That is not, that is not an opinion. Like, you're saying, oh, they should be in on the talks to get him. No, James, do you want Christian McCaffrey on the Seahawks? I'd buy, uh, I'd buy his jersey. Be careful what you say, James. I'd because buy, when Brett's come, we'll have Stern. We'll hurt me and you. He's a good James, player. I wouldn't want to pay him a lot of money. Yes or no? Yes or no? No. Good. good. I don't either. It, it, seg- it segues perfectly into Ken Walker. Yeah. Because I don't want... I don't, I don't know if we need him. I don't know if we need him. And the, the price tag might be too high if you, 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 you know, because then do you re-sign him? Do you have to sign him to a big deal or whatever? And I don't think we need him. K9, K9, guys, Ken Walker, K9. Them cups of his. He looks great. And I know Rashad went down, so, you you know, you lose some depth. And, of course, we all hate to see Rashad go down because we were rooting for him this year. Um, But, I mean, Kenneth Walker was another story from that Arizona game. Uh, He looked great. People have to be picking him up in fantasy leagues, um, you know, right? He's got to be one of the number one ad drops of of the week, doesn't he? Oh, damn it. Uh, got to be. I don't He's, want to talk uh, about it. I, I missed I'm, him in one of my fantasy leagues. And I was absolutely <laughs> gutted. I've got him, I've got him <laughs> in nearly every going. fantasy league. Yeah, I, yeah. I just went for him. I was just like, I'm taking him everywhere. Because uh, I uh, went hard on him in the pre-season. I was like, he's going to be a baller. Because like, watching him through college, seeing what he can do. But it's, the highlights don't even do justice to w- what he actually is capable of, what he showed in the Cardinals game. Right. Like, his highlights just showed all the breakout plays and that is great, but watching him live game and just seeing all the little things he did, what I think there was a disservice because obviously the league wide loves Brees Hall, but I'm going to call it now that now Ken's got the number one job. He's going to be the best RB out of this draft class. He, he Hall's looks not going to match him by the end of it. He looks he looks so fast. Look at there's producer Katie. Look, she just sat down. Say, producer yeah. Katie just uh, slipping into the show. Hi, Katie. Write an email or something. Um, <laughs> dude, he looks great. He, he looks so fast. He looks so fast. He looks so quick. I mean, some of those runs got called back. Let's not forget a couple holding calls. He would have had even more yards. He would have broke a hundred on the day. I think he ended up with what ninety seven. Um, but I think. The story from that game is, of course, Gino is going to always be the story as he's playing this way. And then you got Ken Walker, but the story has to be the defense, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey, who else is fast? Who oh, else is quick? God, no, you've God, here we go. now, Brett. Tariq Woolen. Oh, I mean, talk to me, Brett. How good is this kid? Wait, what, why are these two down on Tariq Woolen? What's <laughs> going on? All down. here, every podcast. Yes, yeah, well, he's amazing. But well, usually, one minute, Josh. Oh, are you going to tell him what the nickname is? Well, I was going to let James tell him. I was just okay, going to say, James, cool. tell him the nickname, and then we'll see James. why we're pulling the face. Yeah, I, I think it's a good nickname, and I'll explain why. It might take you, might just, are you strapped in? Because it might, it might knock you off the seat. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The players, the players oh, might want to call him Avatar and everything like that. I just call him Viagra. Because he, he gets me <laughs> up and excited. He do, it, do you know what I mean? Dude, I mean, look, he's rock hard, dude. <laughs> <There you laughs> <are>. he's, <laughs> no, don't get on board I mean, with this. Listen, Seahawks games, they might last over four hours. If they do, consult a doctor. (laughs) Tariq Woolen, he's long and strong. He's mighty tall and he's rock, dude. (laughs) 
He's exciting entertainment, and I bet this from James. You got my endorsement, James. Thank you, man. I, I like I like it. Viagra is here to stay. Number 27. I like Lofa, it. Lofa's yeah, next. We're going to float that to him as well and see what he says. <laughs> I heard a, I saw a breakdown on Twitter of some of his plays being done by, you know, one of these talking head NFL analysts on ESPN. And they were calling him the shadow, which oh, I also cool. thought was a pretty cool nickname because he was just, you know, all over people, blanketing people. And uh, I think it was Brian Baldinger or something like that. And he just kept saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. here comes the shadow again. And, I, and that was a cool one, too. But, hey, Viagra? <laughs> Why not? That, that, that's the one we're going with. Him, Kobe Bryant. How good is this rookie class? If you, if yeah. you, if you look in the chat, Brett, I put the yeah. gif. I put the gif in what James loves to use. Uh huh. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on our WhatsApp group, on our Discord, I think he's put it on Twitter multiple times. Yeah. And, and uh, anyone who just tunes into our pod and goes, oh, these guys seem quite cool. And then all of a sudden, James pops out with that Viagra talk. They're probably like, and that's going off. I think that's even the wrong cooler. type of pod. But even did cooler. Say, did you say going off? They were turning it off. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> Viagra, just does the opposite. Listen. The the defense took a step forward. They only gave up the three points. The the six points was sort of due to the uh, troubles on special teams yet again. So defense only given up the three really, and um, I mean they look great. You know, I think, I think, I think that even Lofo would say linebacker they could use a little help with or some communication on the back end. You know, maybe they miss a few things here and there. I, this is where my expertise falls short, but um, I think you guys. They're playmakers, and that's what we need. That's what we want, and I think that's what we've been missing the last few years since the Legion of Boom and and the heyday. You know, it's like we had a bunch of guys who were just kind of trying to fit into the system, but I think what they got now is just a bunch of young, hungry guys who also make plays on the ball, which is exactly what the LOB did with Sherm and, you know, uh, Earl and Cam and all of that. And so uh, the sky's the limit for this young defense, I think. How much is pick? How much was that resemblance to uh, Sherm? Yeah, Sherm. Yeah, I know. Like Sherm's been talking to him and potentially like working with him, but like it was literally mimicked. If you put them side by side, it's identical. The twist, the turn, getting in front, everything. It was perfect. Yeah, my buddy and I. I watch most of the Seahawks games with. He's a big lifelong Seahawks fan as well as the two of us, and we watch most of the games together. And back in the heyday of the lob like when you would see someone when you'd see a quarterback kind of throw that fade and you knew it was richard's side even before the camera would get there my buddy and i would yell pick in the living room and a lot of times it would happen you could just see it right and that's what that play reminded me of with Tariq. was this like just like those days where uh, i think well we had kj wright come on our show after the game and he said yeah. just yeah. like back in the sherm days don't throw a fade to that kid's side because he's going to pick it off and when mm-hmm. it comes to kobe I mean, he's causing fumbles, which is pretty unique for a DB, isn't it? Who who was it in the LOB time who, who was class at peanut punching? Who, who was it? Was it uh, uh, Maxwell? Or, Maxwell was good at it. Maxwell. Maxwell. Yeah. It, I, I love Kobe. Me, like, I let, let James have Tariq. Tariq, everyone's bummed me off him. But Kobe, I've, I've been saying it on our pod for so long. I think we spoke about it when we had our chat. Like, yeah. The preseason, he messed up and then didn't do it again. The regular season, he's, he messed up at Jury Judy, and he's just got better. 
Like yeah. I just called him on the weekend. His new name for me, Silent Assassin, because he doesn't oh. speak. He's quite quiet, but they don't see him coming, did he? How yeah. many times? How, how did he not watch film? Like we know Kylo doesn't. He's too busy playing Call of Duty, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's the new re- new release see? drop soon. It wasn't a double XP weekend. Did anyone check? Yeah. There you go. He never wins on double <laughs> XP weekend. Did you see that picture with Pete? Um, I don't know if it was in the facility. He was on that sofa with his arms stretched out and a double uh, XP that's, weekend. That's, that's doctored. It's, it's doctored because it was Cliff Kingsbury's yeah. draft day photo. So yeah. all they've all the, the social media team for the Seahawks at the moment are mwah, chef's kiss on point because they're just taking that and they have just ripped it, putting Seattle skyline in the back and everything else there. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So yeah. after everything you've seen so far in this season, I mean, miraculously with three and three, nobody thought we'd be saying that at this point. What are your thoughts and expectations of the rest of the season going forward, Brett? Can we be a sneaky playoff team? A sneaky playoff team? I think the Seahawks are going to win the division. Really? Why not? The Rams not? don't look Why good. Not? They snuck by Carolina. Carolina came back on them. They look shaky. Their offensive line doesn't look that good. Matt Stafford might be the Matt Stafford. We've all known he was the whole time, possibly. <laughs> Uh, the Niners, you, Trey went down, so they got Jimmy G. If they lose Jimmy G, you know, I think the Niners are obviously going to be competitive. I think that's our, our I, honestly, I think that's our biggest challenge in the division right now, but just because of their defense and and the way that they play. You know, I think, I think they play good football. And then um, in terms of Arizona, well, we just saw what happened with them. So I don't think, I don't think we're scared of them. I don't think we ever have been scared of them or anything. I mean, it's the Seahawks division. It has been for the last decade plus and i even though the rams won the super bowl last year is it the rams division for one season maybe this is our division and we're playing well and they're trending in the right direction and all you got to do is be trending in the right direction at the right time you know that so uh, they've only lost three right now they could go 14 and three couldn't they technically yeah, yeah. why not, why, why I, not? Know, so, I watched um james corrected me with some stats and facts but i watched the fourth quarter golf early this morning for work uh, watched the fourth quarter of that atrocious game with Russ and the, the Chargers. And yeah. if all I, I, I said it in our group chat, I honestly believe if our D line can play like they did against Kyler, we will beat the Chargers because Herbert Herbert's clearly still suffering from that injury and he yeah. did not want to. He may have thrown it loads, but it's, once the Broncos got straight through the goal line, he did not want to know about any of that. Yeah, definitely. They, I, this so, is a winnable game. Yeah. I took a theory out to you then, Brett, something that I thought. Um, obviously, the Seahawks love roller coasters, don't they? The first week, then the second week. I personally am really worried because they had such a good game against the Cardinals. They're going to go down again against the Chargers, and then we're going to end up being frustrated against the Niners. What do you think to that? Or do you reckon they can just keep it? I think they're right. I think they ride this momentum. I think they got a good thing going. Not to mention the Chargers are on a short week. They played Monday night football. So we're getting them, uh, you know, on not much rest. And, you know, for no matter how ugly that game was, it was physical. Those defenses, they were hitting people. I mean, they're tired after that game yesterday, you know. And I got to also say, just on another note, while we're talking about Russ and stuff, and we're all doing a lot of Russ watching this year, I'm sure we are and everything. I'm starting to feel bad, guys. Honestly, like, and I'm not just saying that to be, you know, mm-hmm. to, to what would you guys say? Take the piss or whatever. I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually do 
I am starting to actually feel bad about it because he starts the game 10 of 10. And it was like, oh, okay, you know, win or lose, Russ is back. And then 15 total passing yards for the entire second half, including overtime. What is going on? And the the not seeing receivers over the middle, and we saw that here in Seattle, I think it's kind of funny because as Seahawks fans, I think we were all kind of whispering to people for the last few years these sorts of problems. You know, we didn't none of us really had the guts to say it out loud altogether, but it's it's rearing its head there, man. And it's starting to get a little it's just kind of I don't know. For me, I feel bad, bad for him because he looks defeated. Um, yeah. I, I I took the time out because obviously all the stuff on social media, the snippets of Sherman and Marshawn yeah. talking, and they literally sold it so well on social media. That little snippet they took of Marshawn is out of context to what he actually says. Great conversation with him because he's so honest. He's like, yeah. he, he says it as it is. He says, players, the old players on the Seahawks didn't want to see Russ succeed with Seattle. Like he said, I didn't want to watch him win with Seattle. If he got to the Super Bowl, I would have been fuming if he'd gone because of everything that went down. Do you know yeah. some of the things? And um, But he said, but I want to reach out to him because I feel bad for him because like he's going to be suffering. It doesn't matter how mentally strong he is. He says, you can see he's broken. Like We played yeah. with him for so many years. We know who he is as a person. He might have changed over the years. But we know who he is as a person. He doesn't look straight. He said, I want to reach out to him. But obviously, Sherm is a lot more bitter about the situation, yeah. clearly, because yeah. of whatever. But I, I, I feel bad for him, man. I do. I do. Um, I do, too, man. I do, too. I mean, all, all the positive things that he did for the city, all the positive things he does in the community. Uh, I mean, think back to the rookie season and the second season and the third round pick who came in and took over for Matt Flynn and the magician back there in the backfield getting out of those situations. And I mean, all of those just like incredible moments, you know, and like I think a lot of us were hoping he didn't go to Denver and just like light it up because that would have stung. But this is kind of stinging in a in a different way where it's kind of like he's like our little brother who. uh you know, moved away and went to college and we, we see him getting picked on or something when we went to visit. It's like, oh man, like... I feel I feel bad for the person. Sorry, bad for the person. Yeah, like Russ, I'm sure, like you said, he's done some cool stuff for the city. A lot of his charity will give in. But I don't feel bad for the football player because he moved away thinking the grass would be greener. He'd have full command of an offense. He'd be going to a better team and a city that was built to win and all this other stuff. And now he's been found out. So it's like a fair play mentally. This must be very hard for him because he's come from a winning culture to what he thought was a winning culture, and it's just imploding. You well, see the see I, scenes I, on the sideline. You know, you see yeah. you see the play, and it, it can't be good for him at all. Yeah. Like mentally, he must be really struggling. But it's I, from a, we, from a just, well, I was sorry, just say, no, I was just gonna say that like. Uh, I, see, I'm I'm an actor, right? Like I host these podcasts and stuff, but I'm an actor, and I was on this show on MTV and all that stuff. And I I have experience in the world of like entertainment and the behind the scenes of having publicists and managers and agents and lawyers and your your team, right? Like he had the Seahawks, but then he's also got his team. And when I was on a show, I had my team, and it means you got yep. these people that I'm talking about. And like I think for Russ. When I when I look at him and it just just my opinion and what I see, it's like a guy who he came in, 
the third round pick. He came in the underdog. He came in the short guy. He he started winning games. He started hosting Kids Choice Awards and getting all these opportunities. And the team started building behind him. And frankly, I think he just got some advice from the wrong people and the way that he left Seattle. And, you know, look at the way he left versus the way Bobby left, right? And mm-hmm. so the team behind him and this room full of people or whatever we think is back there, I he chose to listen to them and follow what they said. And that's kind of what you have to do. And me having that experience, I kind of know what that's like. That doesn't mean you should. Right. And, and, and he shouldn't have, and he made some mistakes. Um, and, and I think it's, it's going to be weird because it's going to take a long time for a lot of us to get over that. Um, but I, I think really if Russ had it his way, he'd just do a big press conference where he's like, I'm really sorry. I listened to all the wrong people. I took the wrong advice. I'm trying to do the best I can. You know, I'm trying to keep a smile on my face. I'm trying to make these inspirational videos. But man, it's getting hard. And it's just this runaway train of an image and a persona and a brand. And without winning football games, how how is he supposed to turn it around? I, you wouldn't know either. I wouldn't know either. And I think he's just kind of lost. And I I just yeah. I just feel bad for the man. I do. Because um, we spoke about it when we had our conversation. I brought up the whole Sierra thing. Like a few people and a few things came out of her. And it would be very interesting to see when she came on the scene to how long Russ sold himself out. Because Russ was never about what he is now. I understand these players, they need to be bigger than the NFL yeah. right, to, to sustain money, but not really as a quarterback. Yeah, not, see, that's not really they, as a quarterback. They don't have to be, right? They don't have to be. They're like, uh, look at, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, for whatever you think of his personality or whatever, it's like he's not, other than like a few, the insurance commercials, he does endorsements, but they're not like in your face. You know what I mean? He does it in a different way. His his presence on Twitter and on social media and releasing like hype videos of himself and all that, he doesn't really do that. And then he he goes and plays football. You you don't I don't think you have to be the brand. I think that's what I mean when I say he listened to the wrong people. He listened to people saying you're a brand. Let's have a catchphrase. Let's, you know, have all these commercials on the air and all this stuff and it's like at a certain point you can just say, "No, guys, I'm a football player. I want to do that first. And if, you know, you want me to shoot a couple commercials in the offseason, I'll do that. But you know what I mean? And so at I, some point, PR took over his coach. I think so. And the PR I, went, build the brand. And the coach was like, build the player? Yeah, I think so. Anyway. I think it's sad. Yeah. Well, listen, Brett, thank you so Fuck much. Him, he's for not on the team tonight. anymore. It's yeah, he's not on the team anymore. You're <laughs> um, right about that. I know. I know, guys. I know. Hey, are you guys coming to Germany with us? What's going on? Well, Are we all up in person and party in Germany? Because you know our podcast is coming to Germany. Well, I used to live there, so I'd be more than happy to come there. Oh, man. That would be great. Our, the homecoming. Changed a little bit. Thank you guys for talking about our trip on your show and doing everything you, you've been doing to support us. Our our trip has changed. Uh, we listen, you know, speaking of listening to too many people, we listened to too many people in the beginning who told us to do a million parties and go to breweries and take tours here and there and all this stuff and play flag football games. And it got really complicated. Um, so the party or the, the, the travel package is, is revamped. It's brand new and it's much, much easier. Basically it's under a thousand bucks us. I'm not sure what that is in Canadian or wherever you guys are, but um, <laughs> what? 
it's a joke. We all use the loony here. That's uh, a joke. Um, so the, the 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 package we're selling, it's under a thousand bucks, and what you get for that is you get your ticket to the Seahawks Bucks game in Munich. It's an official, authentic NFL game ticket. You get your one ticket. Um, and then you get access to a VIP after party. It's exclusive. Um, people people who have access to it, I mean, they had to pay a bunch of money for this VIP access. So it's included when you buy our package. It's after the game, and we're giving you transportation also to that party. So go ahead and drink your face off at the stadium. We got you covered on your way to the party. So it's the game and the party afterwards with transportation in between. The whole thing's under a thousand bucks a ticket. So, you know, if you need two tickets to the game, buy two of our packages. You also get those two passes to the after party. It's just the game. It's just an after party. It's under a thousand bucks. And joining us at that after party and on our trip is Lofa, KJ, Leroy Hill, uh, Matt McCoy, Sean Locklear, and David the Heater Hawthorne. And I've heard that Thomas Rawls is also going to be at the after party. There's also other NFL guys, current NFL guys who are on a bye week are supposed to be there. So the after party is going to be filled with all these NFL guys. And you get into that just for buying our package, which again, under a thousand bucks. You guys can go to 12sinmunich.com. It's 12sinmunich.com or lofainGermany.com to buy your tickets, put your deposit down. I'm going to stop talking. Well, everyone, <laughs> please do go and get involved in that package if you can. It's going to be awesome. And hopefully, we will all see you there in November. We don't want him there except him. No, no beards allowed. No long beards. No, excellent. Not Pez. <laughs> Yeah. Are you jealous? Are you jealous? I'll go clean shave and then I'll go clean shave. Buy tickets through a third party reseller now. They are going for over a thousand pounds just for the game ticket. So if you book through this, you don't only get the game, you get the transport to the game, from the game to the VIP, where you get to hang out with the Seahawks legends and Brett. Uh, it's just value for money all over. So if you've not got your ticket, this would be the way to go. I didn't know the tickets were going for that much. We might have to change our prices then. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> only, only some of the ropey websites I've looked at. Also, you guys, if uh, if if these boys here that I'm talking to uh, on the We Talk Seahawks podcast, if they sell enough tickets, then they get to come with us. So support these boys by Ooh. buying our tickets so that there we can all party together. Because, hey, listen – People didn't need the flight. They didn't need the hotel. They were already going over there. All they were looking for was the tickets and a party. So that's what we're supplying. Awesome. Brett, thank you very much, my friend. Stay well. Um, keep producing those awesome podcasts over at the Tate 12 podcast. We all love them. Um, uh, the best. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, too. And, uh, I'm, you know, let's don't be strangers. I'm here anytime. Awesome, awesome. man. Thank you very much, mate. But no, yeah, thanks again. Just thank you very thanks. much for, for taking your time. Oh, thank you, seriously, and all your support and everything. And like, congratulations on what you guys are doing and your success. And like, it's just like I told, told Pesh the first time, like, it's just so cool to meet other fans in general. Um, but then that you guys are doing the podcast thing and, and you guys really do it well. Your whole camaraderie thing, your friendship, like it comes through and it's just so enjoyable. It really is. Thank you, man. We really yeah, appreciate it. Later, guys. See you later, man. Stay safe.